0: Can remain standing uh, for the reading of the word. We've already read it once. We'll read it one more time. Psalm 93. The Lord reigns, He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed, He has put on strength as His belt. Yes, the world is established, it shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old, you are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord, the floods have lifted up their voice, the floods lift up their roaring, mightier than the thunders of many waters, mightier than the waves of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. Your decrees are very trustworthy. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: If you would bow with me. Father, we are thankful for Your Word. We ask for uh, wisdom and insight and knowledge uh, that we might respond properly to what You have said to us today, what You will say to us through Your Word. We ask that You would transform our hearts and move in us in a way that we really understand that You do reign. In Christ's name, Amen. I remember there was a time in life where I was um, struggling with God's uh, sovereignty over the world, His reign over the world. And I heard this sermon preached by Steve Lawson on Psalm 93. And night after night, I would listen to it. I I may have listened to the sermon 50 times, you know, and thinking about uh, God's reign over all things. And just trying to drive that into my heart, that He is over the whole universe and everything is his. I was listening to a sermon this week, and the uh, person uh, giving the sermon, H.B. Charles, spoke of uh, this person I guess I'd never heard of, or maybe I'd heard it and forgotten, but Canute the Great, who was king of England, Denmark, and Norway, and he feared that his subjects revered him too much. He was once walking along the seashore, and as his whole court followed... They exalted the king in misguided reverence, saying, He could command even the waves. Canute requested his throne to be brought to the beach, where he sat upon it. Then, in in a purposefully futile act, he commanded the waves to stop rising. Despite Canute's decree, the waves continued their relentless collision upon the seashore and upon his feet. In rebuke, Canute responded, Let all men know, How empty and worthless is the power of kings! For there is none worthy of the name but God, whom heaven, earth, and sea obey. It's interesting that a man would understand that, that he would think about that, especially someone who had great power. Um, Ryan mentioned earlier that we need to like kind of lay aside our thrones, and there's an aspect of that where. We almost need to do what he did and take our thrones out there and realize whatever we've created in our own mind of our own reign and take those out and set those before the seashore in our own minds and hearts and say, don't you understand, Jared, don't you understand whoever is here this morning that you do not reign, but he reigns. You know, when you think about uh, different types of governments, uh, you could think about monarchies, oligarchies, democracies. But with Israel, when you think about them, it was a theocracy. That's what Josephus said about them. And a theocracy is different. You know, a monarchy, you have a king. An oligarchy, you have like this elite few uh, with a, uh, you know, we would think about with regard to a democracy, it's the people. But a, a theocracy means it's God. God is reigning over all. And so this tells us today, this psalm says, the Lord reigns. He reigns over all. It's a hymn, really, that it's kind of starts in this group of hymns, where you're understanding in this, this group of hymns, you're starting to think about God's Uh, kingdom and His reign over all. This, This is the beginning of that. But I think it's just important for you to understand it's not just that I've learned that He reigns. It's just merely the statement that He reigns. God is sovereign over His world. And it should comfort us. It should bring you peace in the difficulties of life. It should give you strength when you're going forward and facing all kinds of things. You have to come to that place in your life where you say, Whatever is going on, whatever I'm living through right now, whatever I might think about what's going on in our country or in your life or whatever you're doing, the Lord is the one who reigns. And I can have comfort in this life and the one to come if I hold fast to that truth. Many people would think about the Psalter, the, uh, the Psalms as kind of a progression, and we're in the fourth book, and it might be after they came out of captivity, and now they're being reminded as they enter into uh, this new um, of time of going back into the place where uh, they were once kind of kicked out of under the discipline of God, now they return, and they need to be reminded of the sovereignty of God, His reign over all. And so we start in verse 1 and 2. And you would say, um, one person noted, it, it's, it's this glorious reign. The Lord reigns in a, uh, gloriously, you might say. He is reigning over all. And we can say, there, this is beautiful to understand. In verse 1 says, the Lord reigns. Uh, if, if you are here and you're not a Christian, you need to know that. It doesn't matter how strong you may feel that you are right now, how on top of the world, how everything is going your way. And you may think, like, I really have done something, or I'm doing these things, and I'm really feeling strong at the moment. You have to kind of grapple with that. And the reality is, too, because He reigns, although you may not think you have to answer to Him today, you will answer to Him. And so if you're a non-believer today, I would say you need to turn to Him, bow down before Him, and submit to His rule. You will, irregardless, but you need to now that that's the admonition in scripture and so it doesn't matter uh, for instance and we've talked about this a little bit some people say today you know what it's not really like in our country about how strong our government is it's the strength of the large companies out there that are moving and and doing and accomplishing these different things in the world that we live in and you may say you know what the government might be large in your mind the companies might be large and you think. Oh my goodness, the whole world is kind of in turmoil and fools are leading it. And how are we going to get anywhere? And how are we going to make it in this world? And What will this mean for our grandchildren or or for our children or whatever it means? Or or that you might kind of come to and things that you might think of. And the scripture says, the Lord reigns. That means he is presently reigning. He's actively reigning. He has always reigned. And he will forever reign. That's a huge thing to know. Jonah found that out, if you remember. He was running from the presence of God. He went down, 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 down into the sea, down into the belly of a whale, and then he thought about the temple of God in his reign, and he calls out to God, and guess what? He was delivered. Why? Because it does not matter how deep or how high you go, the Lord on high, He reigns. That's what this passage teaches us. And he reigns not in a glorious way, but you could say or a majestic way. It's not just there, there's a certain level of like some people um, do not think of God in this way, but you you do need to gaze upon the beauty of God, the wonder of God. You need to behold his glory. You need to see that it's it is majestic. You may have traveled, some of you may have traveled to different parts of the world, and you have seen. Amazing things, beautiful things, maybe even some wonder of the world. But the reality is, is the Lord is higher than anything you can imagine. He is majestic. I heard someone talk about the emperor's new clothes this week. Remember when these cons came and said to the vain king, I'll give you a new garment. So they go and supposedly work on the garment. And they say to the people, only the initiated people can understand uh, that these uh, how beautiful these clothes are, and so when the king gets the clothes put on, they put the clothes on him. When the robe was kind of complete, and he's he gets it uh, and puts it on, he begins to ride around the city, and the people are going, "Ooh, look, he's looked so wonderful in his new clothes." And then a little kid says, "The king's naked." You know, he's the only one honest in the room. God is not like that. He's not like an emperor with new clothes. He, he's not like some. Uh, like this a false deity. God is true and He is glorious. Warren Buffett, a well-known investor, speaks of the lack of true value or intrinsic value of a company. And he says, you don't really know um, who, who has clothes on when the tide goes out. Or he, I think he says, when the tide goes out, uh, you, you learn who's been swimming naked. What he's saying is, is God's not like that. He's not false. God God is truly God, and He truly reigns. James Montgomery Boyce says, um, God's holiness and God's sovereignty are seen in His majesty. And I think we need to understand that His person, His power, His works are all made obvious, and we need to see it and behold His glory. But not just that. You don't just say, oh, he's so beautiful and glorious, but he has no power. Instead, you also add, in this text we see it, he is put on strength as his belt. He is not only glorious and wonderful and majestic, but he's also powerful. The idea of the belt, again, is he is wearing his armor, sword in hand, prepared to do as he needs to do. He is both beautiful and ready for battle. He is not a wimp. I remember a famous preacher one time saying, "Like God's will is rarely ever done. Well, in one sense you could say, His revealed will in Scripture, people break His commandments. And so in that sense you could say, His will is not done. But when we are talking about God's decrees for history, for human history, His will is always done. He is always accomplishing His will. It is never not done. He reigns over all. He is not this fictitious sovereign. He is king. And nobody nobody puts on His clothes. Nobody prepares Him for battle. He puts on His armor. He stands as the one who reigns over all. The power... Belongs to God, so He's not only like majestic in His person, in His power, you could say, but He is also He reigns sovereignly. Verse, as you keep going down, it, when this verse we see, yes, the Lord, the world is established; it shall never be moved. It is evidence that God reigns over all because He spoke it into existence, and it's still here. It is still being sustained. He is God over everything. Heaven and earth. He created it, this, the, these things out of nothing. You may have heard somebody say, it's ex nihilo. He it's, it's created out of nothing. It did not exist and He spoke it into existence. It was not filled and He filled it. It was not formed and He formed it. God reigns over all. And as R.C. Sproul stated, there is not a maverick molecule in the whole universe. God reigns. In the beginning was God. He created and He owns His creation. I always try to tell that to people when I'm sharing the Gospel with them. Look, God made these things. And He owns these things. You just need to stop there and consider and understand that. That God governs over this old world, even in its fallen state. And and, and really, you watch kings come and go, and the Scripture talks about that. They rise and they fall, and God has placed them there. So, we know that God reigns. And we know that He is majestic in His reign. We know He's sovereign over this world. And we know He's eternal. Look at verse 2. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. God has always existed. That's important to know. God has always reigned. God is from everlasting. To everlasting. He is the eternal God reigning over all. If you remember... Uh, that refrain in the judges, there was no king in Israel, everyone did what was right in their own eyes. If you say, well, I haven't always submitted to God's rule, that's fine. You can say, I haven't submitted to His rule. La Hey, Jared, understand this. You say He reigns, I do whatever I please. What you need to understand is, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, all of those fit within the sovereign reign of God. His decrees come to pass. There is not, as uh, R.C. Sproul said, a maverick molecule in all of the universe. It is important, I think, to note for you, even the sinfulness of man. Remember with Joseph, what you meant for evil, God meant for good to bring about the present result. Genesis fifty twenty. what Joseph knew was his brothers sinned against him, but God meant that for good. That means that God is working in all of these things. What he realized was that God is reigning. His secret will is being accomplished. Even when man sins. Psalm 145.13 says, Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. God is not here today and gone tomorrow. Frederick Nietzsche famously said God is dead, but he also foolishly said God was dead. He is alive. He always has been. He's not too weak to reign. He's not too old to reign. He holds his position forever. You didn't vote him in. And you won't vote him out. God reigns. We don't have to worry. We can trust that He is ruler of all. Isaiah 55 says, Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake His way and the unrighteous man's thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on Him. And to our God, for He will abundantly pardon. You need to turn to Him. He is the one that can save you, not yourself. You'll never rescue yourself. Kiss the Son, as Psalm 2 says, while He may be found. God not only reigns gloriously, as we've talked about, He is powerful. His reign is powerful. He powerfully reigns, even when people are rejecting it. Psalm 93, 3 and 4 speak of the floods lifting up. And what you have to see is God is reigning even when people are rejecting Him. I don't know about you, but when I grew up, if my mom said, when your dad comes home, I mean, he's going to get you. It was like, what? What? It woke me up because I would understand that when He came home in a Christian way, all heck was coming with Him for the bad things that we had done. And I think it's important that you understand that. He reigns powerfully. You should submit to His reign. Verse 3 says, The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their roaring. What's He saying? It's not just the natural realm. It's the It is the the, the earthly realm. It's in the place where people live. God reigns over this all powerfully even though the floods are lifting up their voices. The floods of adversity. The floods of difficulty. The floods of temptation. The floods of bitterness. The floods of fear and anxiety. The floods are lifting up their voice. Even when they're loud in your ears even when your ears are ringing because of the floods, even when you're frightened by the floods, even when you think about war or immorality or disease or disorder or poverty or any of those things, whatever you're thinking about, the Lord reigns. Whatever the thing that frightens you. If you were to think about like, well, you know, I think about like the government, or the, our government or whatever, I think, how are they going to fix these things? And the reality is is we may be able to help some things in this world which is under the reign of God. And there are times where we say, I can't fix these things. And they are under the reign of God. Some of you spend a lot of time reading online or reading an email or checking all these things. And you're so frightened by them. They trouble you. And you you somehow forget that the Lord reigns. And you probably ought to, instead of telling people how bad it is, Remind them of how, how God reigns over it all. Instead of being worried and terrified and in fear, trust Him. That's what you should be. You should not spread the fear. You, you should spread that God reigns over all things. You know, when he says this, he says, "There's in this verse, it says, Oh God, that, that's an idea. He like prays to God. It's almost like he's saying... God, don't you see the floods? It reminds you of something with Jesus as He deals with His um, disciples. And we'll look at that in a moment. But I just think it's important that you see that. He is reigning even though the floods are lifting up. Mightier than the thunder of many waters. Mightier than the waves of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. He is over all. He is mightier than all of those things whatever they may be, whatever may frighten you. You see this in the sufficiency of Jesus as He's sleeping again with His disciples. And they're calling out to Him saying, Lord, we're perishing. That may be like you sending a text message. Look how bad it is. We're going to be all be destroyed. Ah! Jesus is sleeping. And He says to the wind, peace be still and it ceased. He is taking a nap. And they think they're going to die. The Lord reigns over it all. He powerfully reigns. And then the last part here. The Lord reigns in verse 5. Righteously. Verse 5. Your decrees are very trustworthy. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. He, He reigns in a righteous way. He not only, has, not only is He beautiful and powerful, but He is righteous. People are always telling us something like, you cannot trust a politician. You cannot trust this or trust that. And that, that may very well be true. You've heard people say the longer they're in politics, the worse they become. But not the Lord. His power doesn't corrupt Him. He always does what is right and good. His reign is trustworthy. Holiness befits His house. Forevermore, you can trust the sovereign reign of God. What He says He's going to do, He will do. It will all come to pass. Every bit of it, He will not stop at all. He will reign and accomplish all that He says that He will do. He is more faithful than anyone you've ever known. You can trust Him. Isaiah 48 says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of our God will stand forever. He reigns forever in a faithful way to do what He says He's going to do. God's righteousness is something we need to reflect on because He rules in righteousness. And we can trust Him. Some of you here today, maybe you're really fearful. You're fearful of everything that's going on. You live in fear constantly. You're worried about what may happen to you or to your children or whatever. And really, you're, you're really struggling with the sovereignty of God. We have a greater understanding of His righteousness than even this psalmist had. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake He made Him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. We see that God is faithful to His promises when He rescues us at the cross. You see His reign. You see His faithfulness to reign over all things. We see Him being consistent and faithful to do what He says He's going to do. Jesus Christ, the trustworthy, righteous One that we can trust forever, is the same yesterday, today, and forever we can trust him so whatever storm you're in right now is a, under the sovereign hand of God and you can trust him in the midst of it A.W. Tozer said the most important thing about you is what comes into your mind when you think of God everything else is a domino effect out of a high lofty grand view of God Stephen Lawson said, you tell me what you believe about God and I will tell you the rest of your life. God reigns. You can trust Him. It will guide you to stand boldly, to strive for what is right, to feel a sense of His strength helping you, to guide you in all your ways. You do not have to live afraid. You don't have to continue the fear. You don't have to tell everybody, look what's so scary out there. You walk in faith. The Lord reigns. He reigns over His people. He reigns through His Son. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word. I ask for understanding today. Better understanding of Your will. In Jesus' name, Amen.